classic keyboard warrior not coming on. Listen, that's on me. That's on me. I wasn't. I wasn't even legally able to play. Like he would run over a bunch of six-year-old kids if he had to, Mister. Limited. If you say it's gonna be, be a big year, <laughs> you're automatically increasing your chances of it being a big year, Mister Limited. Who's even gonna understand all this? This entire interview, we a lot of time, like most of what I've discussed, is things have gotten wrong. So let bygones be bygones, and if you're gonna punch someone, punch my producer. This has been a big bomb banger of an episode. We bang, bang. Welcome to Circles Off, episode number 141, live here on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm Rob Pizzola, joined by Johnny from Betstamp. Very nice intro, Zach. Did you make that up? Yes, I did. Put it together. There you go, man. Production quality through the roof for the live shows. And we are live on air. This is our second live show we've ever done on this channel. I know you're a, you're a veteran of the live shows. Yeah, yeah I've done I've done live uh, many times in the past before, but thought it would make sense Rather than this coming out on Thursday this week, let's get our fresh Super Bowl reactions so that it's like it's not dated by the time we release it or something like that. Episode 141. We're still going to stick to it. This is still circles off. Number 41. Great NFL running back. Still still active. Still playing. Alvin Kamara. Kamara is one. The only other 41 I know in the NFL is Josh Allen. But not... not the other jo- Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen. The other Josh Allen, which... Uh, who, who does, what's his name? Scott Hansen that does red zone. He got so excited that one time that Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. He must've said it like a dozen times on the show and Josh Allen sacks the other Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. You got not, Dirk Nowitzki. Disco Dirk. Uh, and a bunch of people were messaging me yesterday because we tweeted that we we're going to have a live episode um, with some 41. So I know John Lackey wore a 41. I used to bet baseball quite a bit back in the day. And Lackey was like a go-to guy. He he won me a lot of money. Good pitcher, good pitcher. John Lackey, uh, new Toronto Raptor, and Canadian Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> Kelly O. Kelly O. Yeah. Kelly O. Canada basketball. Said Kelly Olynyk. How was uh, how's the Super Bowl for you? Good. Lot of uh, lot of takeaways from this game. I can't wait to get into them. Rob and I were uh, messaging back and forth during the game, just all notes for the show for today. Yep. And uh, I was just reading back through those chats. Some couple of bangers. I don't even know. How, so many suboptimal coaching moves. It, w- it was honestly like a, a pretty shitty game at first. Until the end, yeah. But like, and then it turned into a really, the second half was really good. I, I would say that Usher turned the game around. That's my I, opinion on that. I don't, I'm not in for a Super Bowl halftime recap show. I don't even, I didn't even watch the halftime show. No, you're getting down for second half? No, I was just like, I had it on, but I wasn't like watching it. It's a couple, ba- that guy does have some bangers. I'll give it to him. It's more my childhood. He has a couple of absolute bangers. Usher does. I, I, At least four or five. I'm terrible with pop culture. Like horrible. I was great when I was young because I, I don't know. I grew up with like alternative rock and some rap and, and hip hop and stuff. But as I got older, my taste in music is like, Let's just, it's like very in the extreme minority. Let's put it that way. So like, I know nothing, but then as the songs were being played, I'm like, oh, I know this song. I know this song. I've heard this before. I didn't realize like how many bangers Usher had. Like I'm not the pop culture guy, but I will say I I can be very impartial when it comes to the halftime shows. I thought that was really entertaining. I don't know what it was about it. I just thought it was a good halftime show. Like as someone I thought who, it was good too. As someone who doesn't enjoy that type of music, I was still hooked on the show. 
I, I will I don't really understand why the Super Bowl though always is like guys playing that are older. Yeah. Like it's never it's never like the current best artists. It's like people who were popular like Well, they they had like weekend a few years ago, which is like I, I, I don't know where weekend stands on like the scale of popular artists nowadays, but like more relevant now, right? Uh, yeah, more relevant than Usher now, I guess. Yes. But Usher's still good, by the way. He's great. It's because you ca- you kind of got to like great music. reach that pinnacle. Well, like Travis Scott was not lo- uh, not long ago, right? Rihanna as well last yep. year. Like yeah, Rihanna, you can't say is out of the game. Rihanna's still. When's the last time Rihanna off. put out a ba- Rihanna put out a banger? I feel ten like years ago. No, definitely not. Ten I, years I, I don't ago, know. definitely I not. Last time Rihanna and Usher put out bangers, our show sponsor was just firing up operations. Twenty five years. Twenty five years in business for Pinnacle, the world's sharpest sports book, available to betters across Canada. We often preach line shopping on this show. If you're in Canada and you bet the Chiefs yesterday and you didn't bet it at Pinnacle, I don't know what to tell you because you left a bunch of money on the table. Chiefs money line closed plus one twenty one at Pinnacle yesterday by far the best number on the planet anywhere so do yourself a favor if you're line shopping at any point or if you're just betting at any point make sure you get in the best of the number you're going to do that with pinnacle many many times so use code hammer if you do sign up in canada you must be 19 plus not available in the u.s and as always please play responsibly i saw some people that were not playing responsibly yesterday a lot of this is going to be the biggest bet of my life tweets on twitter before the the game went out that didn't answer the, the San Francisco 49ers were so sharp that they became square. I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but every once in a while, you have a game where like all the books are reporting only sharp money on one side. And every, I'm just going to speak my mind, every goof that has no idea what they're doing in sports betting, they're just like, I got to be on this side. Like, I got to be on the sharp side. And uh, the mushes joined in. The rest is history. And I, I feel like this one was like the first Super Bowl. I was actually straight even amongst the, I guess we'll call it people who don't bet. People don't bet. It was dead even. People are like, oh, no, you give me Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. A lot of guys were on the Chiefs. A lot of guys were on the Niners. But it should, like, the, my, my point, which I've been making for, like, how long now? A decade, probably, is that it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who's on which side. Like, one of the biggest bettors we know, mutual friend of ours, played San Fran heavy at minus one for a large amount because Pinnacle was taking like over 100k a pop at that minus one and he told me straight up he's like I wouldn't play this like that was our cutoff price that's what we bet it at but so many people just get invested in like oh the public is on this you know I said it when I was doing the pizza buffet yesterday morning but like it's not apples to apples like the sports book is going to book the bet at plus 110 and then you're going to go make the bet at minus 110 and people get so confused they don't even know what they're talking about anymore it's like i want to be on the side of the sharps i want to be on the side of the sports book in a lot of cases those are like different things like think about pinnacle and circa as an example like these team these books were were trying to get kc bets and they couldn't the book is heavily cheering for kansas city you want to be on the same side of the book well, that's, those are books that needed Kansas City big. Anyways, I just get so frustrated with that because there's so many people who just like ignored what they actually thought was going to happen in the game. Like people who thought Kansas City was going to win the game and they just ignored and dismissed that opinion because they thought too many people were picking Kansas City in the game. The Lions would have won that Super Bowl. Should have won the bowl. <laughs> the Lions, Lions could have actually won the bowl this year. 
They should have beat San Fran, no doubt. Yeah, San Fran could have lost to Green Bay, too. In that game. Green like, Bay almost won the Super Bowl. Green Bay <laughs> was this close from being in overtime in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. This close. Not even. Yeah, I know. San Fran should have won this game. I don't know how Casey keeps doing it, but well, end of the I, day. I can tell you how. There's a win factor. There's like, yeah, it's, it's Mahomes, and it's the same thing with Brady. Yeah, well, I know. There's people that know how to win when it counts. No, Mahomes doesn't lose in the Super Bowl. Well, well, except to Brady, who doesn't lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> two, two, except episode, to two episodes ago of Circles Off, we recorded, and you kind of <laughs> caught me off guard, where you're like, you know, we, we didn't know the Super Bowl matchup yet, but we had to pretend like we did know the Super Bowl matchup. So you're like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? This is before the conference championship games. I just went with San Fran purely because they're the favorite. This guy called this it. This guy called Casey, from before the back final to back four dogs before the final four back to went. back but you know it. what like it's you know in hindsight Mahomes man so let's go through let's go through the game here um we'll start it off with the coin toss because this is something we really, <laughs> really got. actually no we'll start off with the anthem Rob's got to go for the anthem here okay uh yeah so Rob is an idiot is uh is what happened here um I've been very like outspoken about this before. I don't want to give like too many details on this, but we fit, we had the episode where Ferris was on a long time ago, where he's like, "Rob, for you for years, I hated you because like I knew that you somehow were able to get the the anthem time, and I didn't get it, and and whatever." Now, I lost money on the anthem for the with, first year for the first year with what I believe is good information, and this is entirely my fault. Okay. So long story short, 2019 was the Super Bowl. I believe it was Rams Patriots, and uh, the anthem singer was Gladys Knight. And I don't know who any of these people are, by the way. I don't know if you guys like they always make a I've big deal Reba about Reba the anthem. I've seen Reba McIntyre before, but I, I couldn't know. name. Like I have a, no idea who any of these anthem singers are ever. Yeah, I, I know who Chris Reba McIntyre is. Okay, Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton but honestly, yeah. yeah, like a lot of people didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. 2019, Gladys Knight, she finishes the anthem with two Braves. She says Brave twice at the end. At that time, there were sportsbook terms. Pretty much every sportsbook that was taking an anthem bet had a stipulation that it was to the end of the first Brave. And I'm an idiot, and I just assumed. Don't assume. I preach this. I don't practice this what I preach. I didn't read his sports. I did rules. not read my sportsbook rules. But each sportsbook had an independent set of rules for this anthem. So some sportsbooks would have paid out on the under as a winner because they did still list one Brave. Uh, one offshore sportsbook I could think of, BetMGM, another one. Other sportsbooks were very explicit in the fact that, uh, like Pinnacle, that it's from the first note sung to the end of the last note sung. So you had two different anthem times. You had 128, which was to the end of the first Brave, and you had like 141 which was the entirety of the entire thing. I spread around my bets all over the place, lost more than I won. Uh, I do believe the information was good that I got, but I'm the idiot who could have asked uh, for a little bit more clarity on the situation. You live and you learn. I believe in learning through experience, but uh, it sucks, man, because I'm used to winning the anthem time and starting, the, it's, it's great to start the Super Bowl in the green. Oh, no doubt. When you start in the red, you already feel like, <laughs> and I was like, I was trashed by the time the Super Bowl started yesterday. So I was already like a little bit, I, I'm not even a little bit, like I was drunk. 
they started drinking in the early afternoon yesterday and then you lose the anthem on top of it, you're not in a good spot to start start the game. Not in a good spot. So anthem, it is what it is, Rob. Tough one. We'll get him next year. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not even like, we'll move on. I promise we'll move on. It's not even just about losing the money, but it's like, you just feel, you just feel like, I don't know. It's, it's other people that, that you're get the same. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> you're t- it's, it's, that's exactly it. Tout it out and you lose. So yeah. we'll get to the coin toss here. Cause I got, I got a lot of opinions on the coin toss. <laughs> All right. Number one. <laughs> oh, tails never fails. Heads, whatever. Guys, it's a coin toss. You get plus one oh one, you're up. You get minus one oh one or worse, you're down. All right. Second off, people betting the coin toss. And everybody's on everyone's over here like, oh, look at these guys betting the coin toss. Look at these idiots betting the coin toss. Buddy, betting the coin toss at minus one oh one aside is literally a better bet than basically 90, 90% of everyone's <laughs> bets. Like, it actually is. Betting the coin toss at minus 01, you're getting a slight loser in value. There's people out here betting uh, Travis Kelsey wins MVP and proposes at, pl- like, plus 2,000. There's people betting that. That's, like, minus a million percentage. Yeah, the, the hold is absurd. On and these guys, price. and you, you, you're actually fine betting the coin toss. Obviously, we've mentioned this multiple times. You should shop around because there's no way you shouldn't be getting minus 101 on the toss. Everyone's offering it now. Um Another way to bet it, by the way, just for more fun, uh, one, it was actually ESPN bet slash score bet was offering uh, just even money on both sides, team to win the coin toss. You get San Fran or you get KC, true 50-50, team to win the coin toss, even money. Yeah. I applaud them for offering that. They're like, hey, you want a fun bet? Here you go. Yeah. Even, I, even I, I mean, it's, it's um, speaking as my experience, in my experience as a consultant for sports books before, Zach's slow on the trigger today. No. I got it. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> we got to erase it. It, it. It's a great marketing tactic to get people in the door. Like if you can offer that you're not taking a cut on the Super Bowl plus 100 both uh, on the Super Bowl coin toss, it's a way to get people in the door. It's a smart move. People get in, they deposit, they play other stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. The amount of bets that people make, I mean, I'm with guys yesterday that look like GRP with the notepads that they got tracking all their bets and whatever. And I'm looking at some of these and I'm like, yeah, you're probably better off just betting the coin toss. Even yeah. at minus 105. Yeah, even minus 10. <laughs> Honestly, even at minus 10. Like, when you're getting some of these alternative bets, even people picking the Gatorade color and stuff, like, yeah. the hold on those, you're just if you're just picking that randomly, um, like, yeah, you're actually getting way, way, way worse odds, uh, or, sorry, EV, than if you're just betting the coin toss at minus 10. Yep, totally. Anyways, we'll get into some other stuff that happened in the game. Very, um, very cool stuff. Number one, Romo. Was this his first Super Bowl? I, I did do last year. So I'm not a big fan of watching uh, games. So I had volume for the game, but I was with a large crowd and the volume wasn't loud enough. So I didn't get the like the greatest sense of the commentary for the game other than what I was seeing through the lens of Twitter. Twitter mostly hates Romo now. I, I, I don't mind him. He did. He, he called a good game. Was there any, I don't know, gyms that came uh, out of I, I think, uh, yes, I there think, was one crazy one that came in the like late third quarter or something. Jim said something about like a kick, and then Romo came in over the top with like I don't know, Jim. <laughs> like, I was maybe, like, oh, I was maybe when they attempted right the fifty-seven away. yarder or something like he, that. He, the one thing I remember about Romo is there is two separate times in the game where he's like, just said that San Fran's got to keep running the ball, and 
he was like, so he he'd basically be like, uh, you just run the ball here now. You, what are you gonna do? They know you're gonna run. You gotta run it again. And as he's saying that, Purdy's just uh, uh, in shotgun in an empty backfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not gonna run. But you know what? It, it's it's interesting. Uh, the, the whole running is of the football is interesting because against Baltimore, right? Baltimore basically abandoned the run very early. Like they they passed a ton in that game. They turned Lamar Jackson into a pocket passer in the in the AFC Championship game, and people were like. You got to run the ball. Like, everyone knows KC's defense is, like, that's the weakness. But now you go to the Super Bowl, KC's sending, like, all these these run blitzes, basically. And they're stacking the box. And at some point, like, you got to be able to throw the ball and beat them through the air. And it's, like, it's really easy to say in hindsight, ah, oh, they should have, you know, they shouldn't have let Purdy throw that much. They should have ran the ball a little bit more. But it's not easy to run the ball on those looks, generally speaking. So, like, I don't know. I... I, I understand today, like, I've seen a lot of the discourse about, yeah, why did they abandon the run in the second half, the 49ers? Because Casey made them. Like, either you're going to run into a stacked box for a couple yards at a time, or you'd take your chances with your receivers that are one-on-one, generally good receivers. But Casey's corners won that battle, man. Yeah, so they, they gave up on the run, the run but um, good commentary on the game. Good. I did appreciate that. I know you didn't, wa- you didn't watch it the volume. Good value. Uh, what else do we have here? I'm looking through. Oh, look at all, look at all these things, man. Okay, first off, see that Dre Greenlaw injury? Okay, that that re- was nuts. That that reminded me of. I might get the kicker wrong, but there was I think it was Martin Gramatica yeah, back it, in the it day. Was, it was yeah. where he kicked, made the kick, and then he did like a celebrate celebratory leap to, and he just landed and like tore his ACL. This one is like right up there with the freak injuries that I've ever seen, just running off the sideline. Like, that, that was absolutely nuts. I can't believe he did that. He, and then not only, ah, you just feel bad for the guy, man. It doesn't even matter about the game. Like, oh, that's a big loss for San Fran, which it was. But uh, Agreed. It's like it's like the biggest game of the guy's life, basically. And he's going to deal with a freak accident like that where he's running off the field. So what are you going to do? All right. Uh, so we had that. We had, oh, what about Taylor Swift? Okay. Can, can I, like, did you bet any Taylor Swifts? Um, I Props? I don't think so. I'd have to go through unless one of my partners bet them, which I highly doubt. I don't think we have anything Taylor Swift related for the game. But can like, what is the f- why? Do, why do you think the average football fan gets so upset about the Taylor? Like when Taylor Swift showed on screen, like what what is it about it that like I don't I know nothing about. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. We did like live watch alongs this year. Zach was probably with me on some of them on Forward Progress. Where like. I don't really know many of her songs. I don't know what's going on there. But I don't know why people get so upset about the Taylor Swift stuff. Like, I don't get it. I don't listen to her. I don't care if she's shown on screen. Why do people care so much that she's so shown on screen, the average fan? I, I just, it doesn't, I, I don't really understand it. So I didn't bet the props. But I'm at a party with people who are just like getting really upset whenever she's on screen. And I'm like, why do you care so much? Like, who gives a shit whether they're showing her or they're showing, like, someone, a player on the sideline? Like, it, it affects my life in no way. Yeah. I actually uh, was able to make some money off uh, the Taylor Swift props this year. Basically, like, at the end of the day, 
I get why people are upset because they don't want people who like don't watch football to be like liking football. It's like their thing. Football is like a big community based sport. You love gambling. You love watching football. You love playing fantasy. So you don't want like other people who don't play to now be like, oh, what's this thing? Right. It is a little bit annoying, obviously. Taylor Swift, though, all like the sharp guys that were giving out Taylor Swift under props, the rationale was god awful. So. In previous years of Super Bowl, you always had a prop whenever Brady was in the bowl. How many times will Giselle get shown on screen? Right. It's usually over like two and a half. And the under would be a very sharp play because you'd have like recreational fans come in and be like, oh, I know Giselle, whatever. Let me bet the over. Like I'll see her on screen. But Giselle is, again, now I don't want to be like a controversial. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, no, she's more famous than Tom. Okay, no, she's not. Not more famous than Tom Brady. But... She's not even that famous. Like people don't necessarily know her. She's worth more, but but and, in and terms sure. of fame wise, I can't. Like most people cannot. Pick, I, I don't pick even. Her up. I don't even think I'd pick Giselle off the street if I walked right by her. I, I, I think I'm with you. So, so the, the, in in general, I'm saying like Giselle's not that famous. Like you're not gonna pick her up off the street if you walk right by her. And Tom Brady is just like happened to be married to her, and it was like, yeah, this is they're gonna show this girl on screen. Sure, they might show her one or two times, but they're not showing her after every single play or after every single touchdown or every single catch. Taylor Swift, if you watch any Chiefs games, anytime Kelsey gets a catch, right up in the box. Yeah. Anytime a Chiefs get Chiefs get a touchdown, right up in the box, showing her. And it's it's also not just her. She's in the box with like other famous people. There's you know Mahomes' wife, stuff like that. They're just showing that as more of like a culture thing. I was very, very sure they were going to be showing Taylor Swift on screen, Adam for sure over five times, which was the which was the line there. Yeah. Um, ended up showing her. I think it was like depending on the broadcast rules, because um, they don't sometimes like some books didn't count half times or certain breaks, but it showed her like 12, 12 plus times. Um, also, Travis Kelsey happened to have like a big game. Didn't even get a touchdown. Got a couple catches. They showed him. They showed Taylor Swift almost after every single Kelsey catch. She's at a different level in like the pop culture fame where like they're just going to show her after the thing. And if you if you had watched Chiefs games, you would know that. So that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool edge. You can't get a ton of money down on these, but was able to make some money there. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's, it's a smart handicap. I, like, I was like, how is this number so low? Like, you're, you're telling me that they're not going to show Taylor Swift six times on screen in the Super Bowl. Like, well, already... It doesn't make it's sense. It's also like somewhat correlated to uh, Kelsey catches, but it's, well. it wasn't even because they show her. They show her like okay, they're going to show her once, like right around the anthem time. They're yeah. going to show her once, right, right after the first Kansas City touchdown. That's two already, and then you have a couple of Kelsey things half times. It was it was a no brainer. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I I just like obviously hindsight, whatever, and I don't look at a lot of these props. Generally speaking, you're much better at getting down on these than I am. But yeah, I I just like. I find the discourse around it hilarious in terms of, you know, why people are just generally upset. It's like, I mean, obviously the NFL wants to grow the game. They're they're finding an audience now that is outside of their traditional audience. T-Swift props, high value. By the way, for anyone watching this right now, I'd probably see we're in frantic panic. The, my headset is absolutely not working, buzzing, buzzing bad, obviously bad for a live show. <laughs> So we're just uh, in scramble mode right now. But I'm going to go headsets off. Yeah, That's I don't cool even. We guys. technically don't even need them. Anyways. No, you're good. We're good. All right. Um, so the anthem, we went through the coin toss. We went through Greenlaw's injury. Debo, almost injured. Rob, you texted me something. That was pretty funny. All right. I said I'm an idiot off the top for the national anthem. I'm also a hypocrite on top of an idiot. G-Stack George would always joke 
when we did the forward progress live watch alongs that like if he bets on a game and the opposing uh, an opposing player gets hurt like he's fist pumping that injury like if he bets san fran super bowl and mahomes goes down holding his knee like he's he's fucking fist pumping that he's going nuts and i'm like you're a scumbag like to cheer for something like that you know you would my instinct i i was heavily exposed on debo samuel unders both rushing and receiving yesterday um and my instinct first instinct he goes down he's holding his hamstring i swear to you first thing i did was a quick fist pump i caught myself real quick i'm like oh no i'm like that was my reaction but that was my uninhibited reaction i didn't mean it i hope he's okay but like it's really hard when you bet on sports and like that you're you're just rooting for that player not to do anything so especially with the unders right you see him go down and what are you gonna do so you're I like oh it. i would I, oh that would be terrible if debo is out for this game that's I, I always joke that i hope they go to the locker room to get like an iv get some fluids get some some hydration or whatever that's the one you want right or like when lamar jackson had to just run to the locker room to take a shit that's perfect you bet lamar jackson under player props guys got to go shit for 10 minutes that's great love that i don't want to see injuries generally speaking but that was unfortunately my first reaction. To, there was lots of injuries, uh, like in the and games. not that many flags, which was a, a key to obviously that. Listen, in OT, you had that holding call on Jawan Jennings. Yeah. I think that was the only flag that was like meaningful to like extend a drive or something like that. There was a couple holding calls on like first and second downs, but I hate it when a flag swings like the whole game. And that was at least it only happened the once. What was interesting about so that was on a second and two. Which? Uh, the, the holding. Cause no, made, the Jawan Jennings one. Oh, I'm where, saying where he in OT. Where San Mc, Fran was third and 13. Trent McDuffie held him out of yeah, his break. Yeah, yeah and if, if they didn't... Call, that basically turned a punt situation where Casey yeah. was like almost then going to win the game for sure on a field goal. Yes. Into San Fran extending the drive, gunning for a titter. Yeah, I, that, that was uh, one. I was thinking of a different play, which was a second and two for San Fran, and they picked up a holding penalty to go to, to second and twelve. Uh, it was oh it, on Elijah Mitchell's run, yeah. No, it see, looked like it looked like Christian McCaffrey was, I, like I don't want to speculate, but his head hit the ground. He was pretty, definitely calm. He was definitely dazed, uh, dazed and confused, which is like, you know, Chernoff actually had a, a great Twitter thread today, just like recapping his summary, uh, like his thoughts on the game. It was pretty lengthy if you want to read it, but one of his points was like, you have three timeouts in overtime. You see McCaffrey, like they took off McCaffrey and Kittle on that play, and they ran with backups. They end up getting a holding penalty. And it goes to second and 12. Like, you can use a timeout in instances like that. And it's not the end. It's overtime. Like, those timeouts are basically going to go to waste. The clock is not really coming into play. Yeah, they never comes into play. In right? Like, you want to keep your best players on the field as much as humanly possible. So you see McCaffrey get banged up. Might be within reason for you to just use a timeout there so that he can get back into the game rather than having to put your second stringers on. Yeah, but I'm talking, like, win probability swinging calls. Like, that... The one call on Juwan Jennings, the hold there, like that was a win probability swinger. Like San Fran would have been maybe like, you know, probably plus 300 to win the game. Instead, they, they're they like minus 50, minus yes. 150. That's a big swing. There wasn't that many of those in this game. No. So it, it ended up like really actually saving the, the way you watched You know, you know what? It, it wasn't the fact that it's not even a talking point. Cause like lots the refs of, were bad. Yeah, I know. Because last year was the Bradbury hold, right? Yeah. Where Bradbury says after the game, I held them. Like, he says he held... Uh, who was it? Mark? Juju, it was, Juju. It was Juju Smith-Schuster. He says he held them, 
but people still want to make it a thing like oh you shouldn't call that and that but we did luckily didn't get that this year like there wasn't one that was like super controversial it wasn't lopsided towards one team i honestly thought it was a really like it was a non-factor officiating in the game yeah pretty, which is huge pretty solid for this year we love to see that um we had all the the gronkowski kick did he miss it? Like, they just miss it on purpose because then people talk about it. If he made it, no one would be talking about it. I almost don't. It. It, the thing is, like, does Gronk just not, he must not give a fuck. No. He, he doesn't give a fuck. Confirm, was it a 25-yarder? I think it's 25-yarder. Yeah, I, so. I, I, did, I didn't watch the kick. So easy to I hit. know they wanted you to go to their YouTube to watch it or whatever rather than broadcasting it. It was year. on the broadcast. Was it on the broadcast? Yeah, before the game started. Oh, before the game. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. touch that. I he did, just I, went out and missed it wide right, and he's like, "No." Like you, you have to not. You have to not give any fucks about the like kick this kick. But he to, to miss two kicking, years in a row. But was he kicking it live again? I don't even get. No, it. there was no way. No, because they took the betting off the board at like four Eastern, so I think they recorded it at that time, because that's when that's when it it was no longer available for betting. But I don't know. I, I didn't see the last year's kick looked fake. Why is he stepping in with I, I, a one stride? Like he's an athlete. <laughs> he's an a, like he can he can kick this. He's an athlete. Like this is a joke. He doesn't even need to step in for a twenty-five yard. You could just toe right, punt get it the, right I, off the start without I, I even. I don't want to talk. He's uh, he's very obviously does not give a shit. Therefore, I should not give a shit about this. And it's just really frustrating that a pro athlete. I don't care like what what profession. He was at the top of his level in the NFL. Can't make a twenty-five yard field goal. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. No, no good. Also embarrassing is the number of likes we currently have on the stream. If you haven't smashed that like button down below, make sure you smash that like button. Share this out on your socials as well. So your first time, first time catching Circles Off, make sure you're subscribed here on Circles Off on top of it. The big talking point, though, today is Kyle Shanahan. Like, that's, that's the talking point today. And whether or not, there's, there, we could talk about the full game. But the main sticking point is did Kyle Shanahan make a mistake taking the ball in overtime? Yeah, what do you think? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the full, my full perspective here. In real time, my first reaction to the, the coin toss and San Fran taking the ball, my first gut instinct was why are they taking the ball? That was my first instinct, okay? Now I know the new overtime rules. I know you get the extra possession potentially, but to me, the likelihood of you getting to that extra possession is basically field goal, field goal. Because or nothing, nothing. Or nothing, nothing. That's true. Which is pretty likely. It, it's possible. So it basically comes down to weighing what that extra possession is worth versus what knowing what you need to do is worth, which I value a lot. Now, when they instituted these overtime rules, they did some stuff. They are, they broke down the math and they tried to make it as close to 50-50 as possible. So I, I honestly don't think that there's, I don't think that you can say it was a bad call because the math is kind of 50-50. But it, my, my gut feel was if I was in that position, and this is agnostic of the, the outcome of the game, I would have kicked off. That's what I would have done. Yeah, personally, I would have received. I think it's a good move. I'd love to see like someone a little bit smarter in terms of math actually break down, break it down for us. But um, I don't even think it's that close. By the way, like I think it's a solid like probably two and a half, three and a half, four and a half percent difference in win probability. If you um, 
if you receive the ball first because you do actually get extra possession. I, I understand, obviously, knowing what you need is super valuable. Yeah. But in the event that... So you get the ball first. Yep. You get an extra possession automatically because you get you get the first possession. Yeah, you punt. There's going to be even anyways than if they win it. If, the, if it's no score, no score, you're significant up. Yep. And if it's field goal, field goal, you're significant up. And you mentioned, like, knowing what you need. If you kick a field goal on the opening drive... That is also just better because the other team's gonna most likely settle for a field goal. Obviously, Mahomes ended up getting a touchdown, but I like the most likely outcome on that second drive. By the way, for for KC was they tie it with a field goal. That was the most likely outcome of of them like turning it over, getting a touchdown, getting a field goal. Yeah, because once they're in field goal range, they no longer play risky. What happened was they ended up getting whatever couple of big plays, and then that big play to Kelsey brought him into the red zone, but. I really thought they'd probably stop them in and around the 20, if anything. And then you have a field goal drive for the win. So, so the, the, only, the only issue is, I think part of why this is impossible to model is you have to kind of know what the other coach is going to do. And here's what I'll, I'll give you. An You're example. saying, would he have gone for two if it was touchdown, touchdown? That's part of it. But also, like, I was, I told you about this like two weeks, three weeks ago. I, I remember. The you have to go for two. They I agree. For sure gone you go for two. two. You go for two in that situation. And I, and I believe someone on the Chiefs said today, that they had practiced, they, they had studied the overtime rules as a team, and had San Fran scored a touchdown, and they did, they would have gone for two. Yeah, no brainer. And, and that's, but also, like, think about it from this perspective, right? Um, say San Fran kicks that field goal. Yeah, they're up. They, they're up. They, they they got they got the three points that they did. Casey now goes down to the field, down the field. They're in field goal range, and they have a fourth and one. I would not kick the field goal. They're there. gonna. They would kick it. But th this is your Andy. So, Andy Reid might. That, it depends on the coach too, right? No, they should obviously go for that. Agreed. But at the same time, if you're looking at this, like San Fran should have probably gone for it as well and made sure they got a touchdown. Like there's there's so many there's so much value to getting. I I, I honestly I don't know. I'd love for someone to actually model it out. Yeah. But I compare this a lot to college football. Like college football, very clearly, you want to be going second in overtime right because then you know what you need so if the other team gets a touchdown then you don't kick a field goal on fourth you go for it and if the other team gets a field goal you can either kick or you can go for it whatever you can go for two to win the game you ha always have the options but in college football there's just you always get a second possession on the next ot play so if the rules were in college where it was just one and one yep and then the next ot just starts with the team that went first everybody would elect to receive and that's because in college, like, I guess you're, you're starting already in field goal range. So it would make absolutely no sense to not receive first. And I'm looking at this in NFL saying, like, same deal. You do get extra possession. And the fact, the matter of fact is at 0-0, zero, zero, yeah. like, meaning at no, no score, no score, which is still a, a possible outcome, you're significantly plus EV. For sure. If you get a field goal opening drive, yeah. you're plus EV. Yeah. If you get a touchdown is the only scenario in which now it, it's irrelevant because I, the other team's going for a touchdown and then trying to win with a two PC. But in all, in all honesty, like I'm pretty sure it's big. It's big to receive. I, I'm happy with the receive. I've seen a couple people post probabilities that were both very close to 50, 50. So one was Brian Burke from ESPN, which honestly, and this is not a disrespect to Brian Burke. I mean, it, it's going to be viewed as one, not whatever, but he's put out some numbers before on Twitter where I've just seen them and I'm like, this is wrong. So I don't know how much I can trust that. The other one was Kevin Cole, um, who used to be with PFF. I'm a big fan of his as well. 
Uh, I've done some of his podcasts over the years. He had a... I, I, I'm just not judging Kyle. So what did he, what did he say? 50, it was close 50? to 50-50 Yeah, as well. I'm, okay. I know it, it's probably close to 50-50. Like yeah. This isn't a massive, massive swing. At the most, it's probably like, like I said, 3 4%, 2 to 4% difference. Yes. So it's not like we're talking here. Like I, I just swing. wouldn't pin the, like, for, for the people who are going to blame Shanahan for taking the ball first, like I would, even if I think it's not the right call, I think it's so close and it's so easily justifiable that like, that's not why they lost the game. Who was the captain who called the toss? I don't know. His mistake was he should have said, we want the ball and we're going to score. <laughs> That's what his mistake was. Yeah, but, he, didn't, he didn't have the confidence. But then KC would have got the ball and they would have scored and they had a two-point attempt to win the game. Yeah, I know. And they, well. might, they might not have and got they, that two-point attempt. Man, if Mahomes, Mahomes also like, man, fourth down yeah. in overtime, yeah. fourth and one. Did you see that guy's face? He was absolutely stone cold laughing. He did not even have a worry in the world that no. he's about to take a snap and if he doesn't get to this line they lose the super bowl he didn't care I, i'm thinking in he my was head, for sure getting that i'm like this is the first time in like five years they're gonna run a sneak with mahomes and then they lined them up in shotgun i'm like oh my god these guys are gonna <laughs> hand it off and run up the middle if they handed it off they actually would have got stuffed nick yeah. bosa overplayed the run like nick bosa sold out on the run i i, I don't mind that neither part. do i because like Fourth and one, you should convert if you're Casey. The the thing I thought that was actually going to happen was I thought it, Mahomes either going to like QB sneak it up the middle or end around like he did pretty much like the draw there. I, I knew they weren't going to run it because like imagine you lose the game and the ball's not even in Mahomes' hands and Pacheco's hands and he slips and falls. You like, cannot you do that. You cannot but do that. I actually thought that Mahomes was going to like do one of those plays where he steps back in shotgun is blown coverage and he hits like an open no name receiver like yeah. a hardman yes. for like 33 yards i'm like don't don't let this happen i thought so too when i saw that line up i'm like oh shotgun like he's gonna hit someone here he's gonna hit like a hardman for 33 it's yards yeah. we all had like these insane like for me as soon as i saw him running with the ball you can't you can't really see the scope of things on screen. I thought he, I thought this was like Michael Vick running like a sixty yard touchdown. Like it looked like there was no, no one I there. I saw I see uh, Jacobs comment on screen. Bosa went for a Super Bowl winning play. Can hate it. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. Imagine yeah. ending the bowl. Like imagine he blew up the run, stuffed Pacheco in the backfield, slammed him, and then just they just ran on storm the field. Like yeah. that's a way to win. Yeah. I, I do have some nitpicking with Kyle Shanahan for the game though. So in the first half, it's got to be. There's there's a few things. So. First of all, Kyle Juszczyk after the game, like talk about throwing your coach under the bus. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, the, the team was not aware of the overtime rules. They had, there's 49, Kyle Juszczyk was like, I, we didn't know like what the overtime rules were. Also, but by wait, the way, so how is that throwing the coach under the bus? Because it, it should be the coach's responsibility. Like for, first, they of all, changed, first of all, they changed those two years ago. I, 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 listen, I agree that as a player, I probably would know, but like to hear the, the difference between the preparation of the two teams, right? Like Andy Reid practiced this with his team this week. Like these are the overtime situations. Could be a close game. The 49ers had no friggin' clue. Second of all, people always rag on Dan Campbell, right? Cause he's like super aggressive or whatever. You know what the lions do really well, better than any team in the league. When they get into like these third and mediums, they play it as if it's fourth down territory and they run the ball sometimes on third and they pick up first downs because other teams not expecting it. They make it fourth and one or fourth. Every time the Niners 
are in like a third and five, third and six, it's incomplete pass, and they have to, and they're stuck, and they can't do. Yeah, like, the game the game was lost when Brock Purdy threw incomplete on third and five at the KC thirty five before Moody hit the field goal. If they run that with McCaff, yeah, up the middle, they take another forty seconds off the clock. Hopefully, even get three yards, and then honestly, go for it and try to end the game there. I was waiting for them to run a screen pass at some point as well to overcome like these third down blitzes. They did, I, so that I didn't like. But for God's sakes, I cannot see another coach at the end of the first half mismanage a clock that badly. Like, the possessions are are worth something. Like, it's a tangible amount of points. A possession is worth X amount of points. I don't know the number off the top of my head. But you're at the end of the first half, KC is just milking the clock as much as possible. And Shanahan's just letting it drain there. Like, we're going to go into the half with the lead. Who cares what happens here? It's like, dude, you can get the ball back with, like, over a minute left. You 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 have, will have an extra. They play. He, what's, the, what's the point of, like, getting the ball in the first half? That's the value in. Exactly. He's He plays. This is my thing with Shanahan. He's very smart. He's a good scheme. He's a great coach. But, like, three Super Bowls now that he's been a part of, they've had a double-digit lead, and they didn't win. And he gets so fucking conservative in some of these situations. It's like, get the ball back. What's the worst? Okay, the worst thing that's going to happen is you turn it over. The likelihood that you're going to score points on offense way outweighs the chances that you're going to give up points from the opposing defense. Like, No, I, and, and also KC did the thing where they you defer the opening kickoff, which is the value move, and then you try to bleed the clock near the end of the second exactly. half. So you get two possessions in a row, Bingo. and that's how you get extra possession for the game. And they literally did that. And, and San Fran just didn't call timeouts. Not to mention also, by the way, I've mentioned, I've said this multiple times. No matter what the game is, it could be a regular season opening game. It could be a week 18 when you're out of the playoffs. You never, under any circumstances in the, in the game, there's no good reason to ever do this. Burn a third quarter timeout. Burn a timeout in the third quarter when you're losing. Never. You just never do that. If you're losing in the game, Going into the third quarter, you need, need, need all three timeouts. Whatever probability, whatever thing you saw on the defense that, oh, wait, no, we need a better look. We need to drop a new play. That is not worth the win probability of burning that timeout in the third quarter. It's when you're down. If you're up 17 points, you can burn it because the chances are you're not going to need to stop the clock three times at the end of the game. Both these teams, which are you know, the supposed best two teams playing for the Super Bowl, took a third quarter timeout when trailing. The re Reed's was pre preposterous, by the way. The Casey one was preposterous. Because they could have just challenged the play. They, exactly. They could have just challenged the, the spot on the Travis Kelsey pass where I think he actually got the he first He did down. get it. I know, and then they almost burned themselves too. And they called the timeout, like, and they still didn't challenge. I, like, I don't, I don't, like, in that situation, if you're going to use the timeout anyways... Just challenge the play. Well, I guess if you lose it, then you lose your challenge. Sure. But like in the third quarter, the likelihood that you're going to need a third challenge. I know. Well, that one also might have won. The challenge might have been overturned. Exactly. The spot might have been overturned on that one. Uh, it, it, I mean, I think Reed does a good job, but there's certain things here and there that like, uh, I, I almost blew a gasket watching that. I almost blew a gasket. There's going to be more NFL coverage from us here today on the Hammer Betting Network. Just keep it locked here. When we finish Off Circles Off, your YouTube video will redirect directly to Forward Progress. It's going to be G-Stack, George, Cleve TA, and Suba recapping the Super Bowl as well, giving thoughts on what they thought of the game. We have a poll up right now. Did you have a winning Super Bowl? 19% down bad, bro. 
19% break even, 62% I'm up, baby. What do we think is the probability that 62% actually finished up? Uh, on this channel, good. honestly, I think it's true. It's good? Yeah, think yeah it's true? because it's so easy to make money on the Super Bowl now. I figured I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, now this crowd's going to come for me. Oh, this guy <laughs> thinks he's printing money. Buddy, you know how easy it is to make money betting sports? It's so easy. It's so easy. And on the Super Bowl, there's so many promos. There's so many bonuses. There's so much stuff going around. Like, there's an infinite amount of lines. Like, if you're just disciplined, you're betting $100 a, a, a bet, 50 bucks a bet, 20 bucks a bet, and you're disciplined. Like, it's actually hard to go down on the Super Bowl with all the bonuses and stuff like that. If you're now like, you know, dunking money on the coin toss, dunking money on the game, taking positions, stuff like that, then yeah, obviously it's, it's not as easy, but for like the beginner better who's just starting off, like you should easily, easily win money on the Super Bowl. Of the 19% that said that they broke even, do we think that that's true? <laughs> or do we think that those are actually down bad bros that put themselves as broke Bro even? Broke, broke even <laughs> typically means you lost. Bro, bro, broke even. I put that one in there for you guys because we've made that joke before. <laughs> break even, break about break even typically break means even. you lost. Yeah, typically means a lot. Uh, we got about 15 oh, minutes. OT, left we gotta talk about the OT. Did you have, did you bet OT? Okay, so I, I was gonna talk about the same thing. So, uh, I did not bet whether or not the game would go to OT or not. I did see the tweet by Elihu. I want to let this be clear. I did bet the game goes to OT, it was an extremely small bet, it was all it could get down. And the odds on it were plus twelve hundred. Okay, so but it was a small bet for me. Like I'm like, this is literally it was a lunch money bet because that was all I could get down on it at that price, and I was very price sensitive with it. To be honest, I didn't even really model this one myself. I just looked at the rest of the market. I'm like, plus twelve hundred for OT seems good. It's a little off market. If I wanted what, what to, I was can. Bet the, what was Pinnacle price? Minus like eleven hundred. Okay. So it was, it was a, uh, you could have bet both. I didn't bet Pinnacle. I was uh, not interested in laying minus eleven hundred to go, not go to OT. Also, like the it seems seems weird to say, but when you have a, a team like um, obviously it's a close spread. When you have like Mahomes in the game, yeah, I feel like it's actually more likely to go to OT because you have Mahomes and you have two kickers that could hit fifty plus yarders consistently or even sixty. So you have a shot to go to OT, Vegas Air, whatever. Well, so, so I, I'm, I would be very interested in getting like El how Elihu broke. Elihu is way more skilled in math than I am. I'll just call it out for what it is. But when I ran Sims, my Sims on this game, uh, I did not have an edge either way, one way or another. But like, it seems to me like you would have to make San Fran a bigger favorite to end up with this type of price on no overtime. Either that or KC, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Fair minus 1,800, obviously not fair. That's obviously not the correct mathematics there. I, I, I don't know how that was arrived at. I honestly don't know. Now, whether, like, this turns into another conversation of whether or not you should bet big favorites in general to each their own. You bet whatever the hell you want to bet. I was sweating no upright on a field goal again yesterday at minus 670, okay? At minus 700, which, by the way, I actually did take the terms from every book that I bet that at because I wanted to, because some said specifically field goal. Yeah, no missed Pat. And some said field goal or Pat, but you know what happened in the game? Hmm. Harrison Butker drilled a kickoff that hit the upright on a kickoff. So I am going frantically going through my screenshots no, on my that phone. that can't be counted. It was not, thank God. I would have, at that, at that point, here's another thing too. We've talked about this a million times. I didn't give out the no upright this year, like officially. I talked about it a little bit. We got to stop just tweeting out 
like go bet this minus twelve hundred. Go bet Purdue to win in the first round minus eight thousand. Like you're you're getting nothing out of this. You're ne- like, the ultimate negative for you. It, 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 it just just we people just stop. Do, even if it's a smart play, like think about if you win this play, there's no one coming to you that's like, thanks for thanks Elihu for letting me know to go bet this like. No one's Thanks, Alu. I didn't even bet this. Yeah. No one's even betting that, by right. the way. Like, no one's betting minus 1,200 goes OT, like, who's following someone else's picks. But, but like, the, the Purdue Fezzik one, like, I'll never get over that one. Yeah. Like, but, I, because, like, there's no one that's going to... You are only setting yourself up for someone to just trash you if you lose. I'll tell you right now, minus 1,200 on no OT was a bad bet, and I'll explain to you why it was a bad bet. You could have got minus 1,100. That's all you need to know. There you go. If you could have got minus 1,100, minus 1,200 was a bad bet. End of story. Um, it is what it is. OT was not kind to me. Lost my biggest <sighs> prop bet, which was Marquez Valdez Scantling under. Um, oh, that, on, would, that would have been yards. a high range of emotions I actually, for you. So he caught it. I lost. <laughs> he ran back six yards. I fist pump like no, like no tomorrow. Then pu- putting the bet back in range to win only to have him catch the next catch for six yards and go over again by one. It was a very tough loss. Yeah, fuck. I, I lost some overtime stuff as well. OT's not kind for... Uh, for underbetters, it's not. And Because you don't even really get... Like, a lot of times with, uh, with overtime, you'll have, like, one touchdown scored. So if you had, like, a touchdown score or whatever, you're not even really that hopeful for OT. Like, oh, he can still get the touchdown OT. But if you have, like, an under on a random player, just extending the game another 10 minutes is brutal. Saw here uh, our friend uh, our friend China comment as well. OT wasn't uh, wasn't kind. Yeah, I think he China. I know he unders. He sent you something you want to bring up on air here. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, man. We we are gonna put it up in the studio. So oh wait, let's just put it up. Let's don't even bring it up now. Then let's put you know, it up. We'll just day. put it up in the studio for next week. Okay. Appreciate you, China, for the for the gift that you sent. Uh, we will get it up there as well. We got plus EV minus EV. I I prepped some. I didn't write them on the sheet for you, but I, I got a I have a plus EV and a minus EV for Super Bowl specific. All right, let's go for it. All right. Minus EV, Super Bowl, annual move, all right? And this is a very, very bad one. We stuff our food, our face with the worst food of all time. And just because it's Super Bowl, you go up for like at least four to five plates. We got to be, we, we actually got to be eating healthier on the Super Bowl. It's just a detriment. Now that I've been eating a lot healthier, when I do have like bad food, now it's just, it's just a killer. Like I was did you on, break yesterday? Like, did you... Well, I, I, it was a planned day. I'm like, yeah. Super Bowl, planned day. We're going to get some sandwiches. We're going to get some wings. Like, I'm going to be eating this food. Yeah. Um, the wings, man, just crazy. You eat yeah. too many. We also can't stop eating wings. It's not, it's not good. Whoever took the elevator after you was in for... Uh... <laughs> it, was not a, it was not a good, good uh, food. I, I wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy to be eating that much food. And by the way, then I was texting Rob after, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm toast. I got hammered, and I was eating so much food. Like, yeah, we well, do this to ourselves. It's... It, you know, like, what, what really gets me, so uh, I had a Super Bowl party with, like, 20 people yesterday, a poker tournament as well, but, like, you, you, you portion, like, there's food, there's good food there, like, we, we had some ribs and wings and some pizza and whatever, but then there's always, like, 10 bags of chips and, like, Swedish berries and fuzzy Some nachos. Pizza. And, and, like, you just can't stop eating that stuff if it's just lying, if it's in front of your face, it's like, I just don't have the will to not, uh, I, and, I mean, I don't feel like shit today because of the food. Is the booze that probably did it, but the combo 
Um, it's yeah, yeah it's, it's drinking included. It's just a combo. Everyone's it's just a very unhealthy day for no reason. It's just a football. It's just a football game. Yeah. Uh, positive EV move. So this one right now might be a little bit of a hot take. It's the first year I've ever actually done this. Um, so I have a small group of buddies that I watch like every single Sunday with for, for football. And, you know, we watch, sweat the bets, have fun, chat about the games. All you have the same inside jokes as we have all year. <laughs> And uh, this year's Super Bowl actually didn't um, didn't go to like a massive Super Bowl party. Just watched it with the same group of buddies that I watch every single Sunday with. And it was only us. It was the same group. We watched every single Sunday. It was about six of us. And um, I cannot advocate more for this. It is so much more fun to watch the Super Bowl with the friends that you have watched the rest of the game, the, all the rest of the games with and ended on that. Versus like going to a Super Bowl party with basically 90% people who don't bet, never watch the game, bunch of people who are just there yeah. fucking around, asking stupid questions, complaining, selling for stuff. They don't know the betting etiquette. Like you, a guy loses a bet and you have the winner on that. And it was a big, uh, if it's a bigger bet for him than it is for you, you don't sell you in his face. No. You don't sell in his face. How many Super Bowl videos you see where like guys are going nuts for, for KC and then a guy lost money on San Fran, they're selling in his face. They don't know the betting etiquette. Keep it small. Positive EV Super Bowl pick, play of the of the year. Again, you still want to like go out, have fun with other friends, stuff like that. But the Super Bowl, my first year I ever did it, keeping it intimate. I think that's a, I think that's a, a winning strategy for me moving forward. So I I uh, watched with three Niners fans yesterday of our group, and like I I don't even make it known that I'm cheering. Like they're like, what are you cheering? I'm like, I got like got a little bit on the Chiefs, but like you know what like. I don't want to be the guy that, like, every time the Chiefs are scoring a touchdown, like, like I'm, I'm I mean, fist bumping in their face. Like, I, I, I'm not for that either. I'm, so I'm with you on that. Uh, this is not related to the Super Bowl, but it's happened a few times this week because I've been carpooling a little bit more. Don't drink and drive. Very important. Do stuff like that. Uh, don't do stuff like that. But minus EV, it's, it, it just in general, is road rage. Okay? And, like, I don't know why people get so upset when they're driving at other people like to the point where they just like they won't even let the person get into their lane like and think it's like we're all just going to where we're going like at the end of the day it doesn't matter whether this guy blew up the right hand side and tried to get into the lane like what does it make a difference if you're one car length behind this person it's going not going to affect you in life whatsoever there's people that are blaring the horn. My brother's like rolling down the window, dropping F-bombs like, fuck you, this and that. I'm like, I'm like, just like this, just drive. Like, we're all just going to get there. Whatever. Like, don't let this affect you in any way. That's my minus EV uh, of the week. Yeah, I like that one. No upside. What, it's what, a negative free roll. But, but, Guy comes out and kicks the shit out of you. Even one in every thousand, you're, you're underwater. But it just makes the drive. The driver's just miserable. Like, you're like... I, I'm driving around one of my buddies, like I'm in the backseat of his car, he's driving everywhere. He's just he's upset the whole time. I'm like, why Why are you so upset? I'm like, well, because this guy passed you? Because you were driving 115 and he just flew by? Who gives a shit? Just move on with life. I don't understand. I'll never understand the road rage component. Yes, there are a lot of shitty drivers out there that do stupid things. It's okay to occasionally honk the horn, get pissed off. You're driving and you're pissed off every second of the day. There's no need to do that. Appreciate you, Tom, for the $5 donation as well. Hope you had a great Super Bowl. I'm sure you're one of the ones that was up.
and not a down bad bro. Thank you very much for the donation. What do you there. say here? I picked early KC. Yeah, congrats, Tom. You got him. Uh, any any comments before we uh, close off here? I know we're sending the few things we have to do. Go ahead. I do have to give props to uh, the people who won our forward progress yep. props extravaganza. We had our first ever losing stream this year. I did not. I, I gave out an absolute future bet. We went 14 bet. and 17. <laughs> Whoever tailed every play for $100 lost $470. $10 better lost $47. Okay, you know, that's not terrible. You know what? I'm re just reviewing. First of all, deep dive guys, you guys can get fucked. Andy and Drew. <laughs> oh, and two right there. Thanks for coming out. Uh, winners were Captain Jack, GRP, GRP with the over nine and a half third, third quarter. Third quarter, GRP wins. He wins. Uh, That's what you get for giving out a plus 280. Ian, it happens. It happens. Uh, Ian McMillan, Matt David out. Adam Chernoff wins by the hook. Brock Purdy under 12 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. Plus 104, wins by the hook. Uh, Connor Allen, Dan Lifshatz, Suma, Matt Friedman, Cleve TA, Adam Levitan, his first appearance on Ford Progress, Barry Horse, myself, and producer Jason as well, who gave out KC Moneyline. Uh, he wins that. 14 and 17. Biggest loser, Jeff Benson, minus 205, under 49ers, two and a half sacks. Benson. Benson's getting a taste <laughs> of the tote game right there. Getting Benson. a taste. Everyone of, in the circles off chat, you got to tweet at Benson. Benson's got, you got to let Benson know. We expect yeah. more from him next year. Costos lost again. I'm just going to bring that guy. He's got like the reverse Undertaker <laughs> WrestleMania streak. He just loses every year instead of wins every year. So we're going to keep bringing him back. I, I, my, my bet that I gave out on the stream actually couldn't have lost more. Like, I don't even know how you <laughs> lose more. There was not a single kickoff return. Yeah, don't kick off touchback. There was yeah. th there's, for an opening kickoff. There touchback. was not a single kickoff return. You couldn't have lost more. To be fair, I did say if, if Harrison Bucker kicks off, you rip this ticket up. Yes. But Moody also did not kick. He, everyone went through the back of the end zone. They were that, just running and gunning him. That was, couldn't Mil have lost more. Milf Hunter in the chat. Benson set us up with a trap play. <laughs> <laughs> so good. A uh, couple other things. We were running some giveaways. Uh, over in our community section, you can always check it out, thehammer.bet forward slash the nails. And those are now done. So the moment of truth is here. We're giving away two packages. First, our pinnacle package is going to username runny88, Savannah Turner. Runny88, Savannah Turner. We'll reach out directly to you to get your sizing. You're winning yourself a pinnacle swag bag. We also got a bet stamp swag bag as well. That's going to McPeak Tom. Username McPeak Tom, name Thomas McPeak. You're winning yourself a bet stamp swag bag as well. Again, we'll reach out to both of our winners. We'll run some more contests in the future. The hammer.bet forward slash the nails. Appreciate everyone who tuned in here. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Pinnacle, for a great football season. Everyone in Canada, make sure that you check out Pinnacle Sportsbook and use code HAMMER if you do when signing up in Canada. Stay locked here. This video will redirect you right to forward progress. And we're, gonna back, to our, we're back to our usual, usual schedule, excuse me, next week. So our next episode live here on Circles Off will be Thursday, February 22nd, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Tune in there for myself, Rob, for Johnny, for a producer, Zach, who keeps things running and tried to get that humming out of my headset, which he got done, by the way, Zach, on the fly today. On the fly. Quality producer. This has been Circles Off, episode number 141, right here, part of the Hammer Betting Network, presented by Pinnacle. Everyone, enjoy your week, and catch these guys on Forward Progress coming up now. Take care, guys. <laughs>